<clears throat> All right. Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and welcome to episode number 35 of the Blackwell Thunder God podcast. I'm your host, King Breeze. I would like to thank God for yet another opportunity to be heard and use my voice to spread knowledge. Now, for my iTunes listeners, y'all ain't doing y'all part. I'm trying to tell you, I need these reviews, man. So pause the episode right now. Go leave a review. Everybody that's listening on iTunes, go leave a review. Especially if you like the episode, you find the episode valuable, please go leave a review. Um, other apps, I don't really know what you can, what you can and can't do. Um, if you can leave a review, that will be amazing. Uh, or if you can go to Facebook, Black Wealth on a God page. Leave a review there. Um, if you want to tag me on Instagram, your stories or whatever, leave a review there. It don't really matter how you do it. You can shoot. You can shoot me a DM on IG, on Facebook, whatever it is. If you like these episodes, man, you find them value. You find the content useful. Please leave a review in one way or another. Then, of course, after you after you leave your review, man, again, be sure to listen, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, I, I know it doesn't quite go in that order, but again, listen, rate, review, subscribe. Be sure to tell a friend as well. Um, last week, man, we talked about things we could put into practice to stabilize, stabilize our minds. Over the past year, uh, the world has endured COVID-19, and uh, as someone who has definitely leaned towards the caustic side, one of the things I found myself doing is fighting off just like, you know, feeling down, um, staying focused, staying encouraged, you know, just that sort of thing. So many limitations and things are just different. So it's been, you know, a strange and honestly an ongoing adjustment right the way that we do a lot of things is just different now um and so you lay in, you layer that with the challenges of being black in america and you have you know just like this incredible anxiety stew so with all that in mind i thought what a great way to build on the last episode to bring someone in that can actually talk about mental health on a more educated level than I myself, who am just just out here talking. You dig what I'm saying? So uh, this week, man, I bring a friend of mine, Brene Henderson, on the episode to to talk a little bit about mental health, uh, the, the stigma that it has in the black community, and and we just you know we having a conversation, man, about the importance of mental health and how that not only can impede you. Um, your well-being but impede you financially as well so um i hope you guys enjoy the episode um she's going to give you guys her socials in a minute again listen rate review and subscribe we need those reviews we need those subscriptions to go up 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 follow your boy on black wealth and a god uh on facebook and instagram um i'm also on tiktok black wealth and a god there as well uh, if you have any 
questions or concerns or ideas, definitely feel free to shoot me an email at blackwealthandagod.gmail.com or shoot me a DM on IG as well, and uh, we'll get to it. So before we jump into the rest of the episode, one thing that I wanted to go ahead and and uh, getting to real quick here as well was our verse for the week, which is coming out of First Peter uh, five and seven. Pretty popular verse. A lot of us know it. Cast all your cares on Him because He cares for you. Or, as it reads in the New International Version, cast all your anxiety on Him. Because he cares for you. God cares for you. He cares about your mental health. He cares about your mindset, your mind state. And it's important that we take the time to acknowledge that, acknowledge where we are mentally, take note, and do what we can to get better, man. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Brene Henderson, King Breeze, Black Wealth Under God, episode number 35. Y'all guys know how we do, man. In Jesus' name, let's get it. I'm going to spin this on that because I know I can't do that well. Mm-hmm. Editing, I can do it. It just, it takes, it takes a good minute for me to do it. So, you know, it is what it is. I just try to, like I said, keep the episode short. So, okay. you know, I ain't going to keep you talking. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but nah, so um, like with work and stuff, I have been going lately. So work, um, just as far as like the clientele. Yeah. Um, usually I get more of a Caucasian population yeah. that's willing to want to get help. Um, when you get an African African American women in there, they come, but it's a little hesitation in trusting people as far as. Um, don't want to tell your business mm-hmm. having to share information that you ain't used to sharing or you know diving because when you in treatment it's to talk about the things that you don't want to talk about that's hindering your mental health and yeah. I noticed that African American clients are a little hesitant with sharing mm-hmm. but as the treatment program goes on they, they get a little bit more comfortable yeah. but it's like even then you may not get some of the most traumatic experiences. Now, Caucasian women, they will come in there and they'll come and get They help. coming in, they unload them. Yeah, and they will. And depending <laughs> on the population, like, if they are, if they come from, like, a poor family or if they come from, like, a middle-class family, um, if they're homeless as a Caucasian woman, sometimes they can be guarded, too, because they've been through a lot, mm-hmm. but they're still a little bit more willing to share. Um, as far as like a middle class Caucasian woman coming in, they'll be um, they'll be more um, they'll be more open because they have a home to go to. Like they right. don't have to focus on like after this, like where am I going to go? Because we do help with discharge plans. So sometimes when people come in, like their biggest struggle is having a place to live. So after you get through that after you find them somewhere else to go mm-hmm. then you, they'll, they're willing to start working on the things that got them to be homeless like what what got you to that point uh, so y'all work with all kind of people mm-hmm. so just I just work with women oh, okay, okay. I just work with women at my facility but 
all different types of ages and races, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's that's great. But I mean, it's true though because like I went to a I went to a therapist like a while back, and like like you said, like at first I was just kind of giving like the the most vague information that I could give without really saying anything about myself. And then, like, more comfortable you get with it, you start giving a little bit more out. But even then, it was still, like, I wasn't really giving, like, the like the goal. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, yeah, you know, I, I'd be sad and stuff. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> just sitting there and just saying whatever, like I said, real vague. Dive in a little deeper, a little deeper, and then finally, you know, months in, you know, you'll find you'll get some gold, or she'll get some gold out of me, or whatever. You know, we'll have like an actual conversation. So, and that's why when I do encourage people to go to therapy, um, don't waste your time sitting in there, not really digging in deep, because you you're not gonna feel like it's helping. Right. Because you're not giving no real, you know, no real concerns. You're being surface level. That's funny. And being surface level yeah. don't really, like, get you to the, the depth yeah. of what's, like, the roots of what's, like, really hurting you. Because, and, you know, as a as a student who's in, like, I'm in the mental health counseling, uh, getting my master's in mental health counseling, that can prolong your treatment, too. As far as, like, termination of counseling because the thing about counseling is it's not the therapist is not there to fix you not there to give you suggestions or advice but it's more of a conversation and a collaboration on things that you think that you can do not be trying to fix you or tell you this is what you're doing wrong or this is what you're doing right yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's more so being finding like having a perspective that's not judgmental Mm -hmm. and that can help you see it from a different lens Right, right. And then be able to operate in a setting that, okay, is conducive for a, a mindset change. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll be stuck in a certain mindset and don't even realize that, dang, I've been thinking this way for quite some time and somebody can't help you realize that maybe if you try thinking it like this way or have you tried, you know, doing this, what are some things that you've considered mm-hmm. helping open up your perspective so that you can gain more insight on how you want to navigate your life. No, that's a that's a fact though because again when I when I was in there it was like I said the for a minute it was just like talk you know just having them vague conversations and I was I would leave I'd be like fam I'm happy I'm not paying for this because uh, this ain't doing nothing and then as soon as I got to that point where we actually start having like major conversations I feel like. I, I you know I try to give myself a little bit of a little bit of credit. I feel like I'm a, a a pretty aware person about myself. So as soon as we start having those little conversations or big conversations, I should say, I really start like picking up on stuff like like fast. You know what I mean? I was just like, okay, I deal with that like that because of you know X Y and Z or you know what I mean? I putting people on pedestals and, you know, just crazy stuff that, you, you know, shouldn't be doing, you know, and it's just like, okay, I'm starting, I'm, I'm figuring this out. And it only took, it didn't take that many sessions, I'll say, once we got to mm-hmm. that point to, like, actually 
get some straightening. You know what I mean for myself. So I was like, okay. And now I talk to other people. I can have like you know real basic conversations. I'm not an expert or nothing like that, but I'll just be talking to people a little, little bit here and there. And be like, yo, fam, you know, you can look at look at it like this. Mm-hmm. Look at it from this perspective. You know what I mean? But like you said, and that was something I picked up on while I was in there too. Is like she wasn't really just trying to like like I'm sure she could have just told me whatever was going on once we got you know got deep enough. She probably had so many clients at some point you kind of know probably what people are dealing with based on what they do give you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying too. Um, so. Yeah, once we once we got there, man. I, like I said, I could just tell she wasn't giving me exactly what she probably could have gave me. Like I could even see, like sometimes, she'd, like be biting the tongue. Cause the point is for you, like for you to figure, like, it, figure out. it out, like, and not even just like figure it out, but for us to have a, you to have a conversation that's like, oh, I ain't never been asked questions like that to think of it in this way, like. A lot of times we respond from a place of trauma or we resp- we're responding out of a place of hurt. And once you realize that you've been responding out of whatever situation or concern in the past that you've been dealing with, then you can start to redirect and change the way that you respond instead of responding out of hurt or responding out of having trust issues yeah. or respond of lack of love or, you know, affection or communication. Mm-hmm. Then you can, that's, that self-awareness, you can be like, oh, okay, I, I see how I've been dealing with things in the past and how I can work towards, you know, changing that, you know, that perspective moving forward. Right, right. Yeah, no, like, uh, and I, I'll, I'll share a little bit, like, one the one thing we had a conversation about was like uh she's like she's like so why do you think like you just be like vanishing and i was just like i don't know sometimes i just get you know what i'm saying you just get overwhelmed or you feel tired or whatever and you, i just want to fall back and, you know for, i fall back for from everything for months like some instances, years, you know what I'm saying? Like, even like family members, stuff like that, that you want to talk to. But it's like this kind of insecurity about feeling like I was supposed to be forever. You know what I'm saying? So I start kind of dealing with that and start. And then you thinking that other people is thinking this about you, and they're not thinking about that, like, at all. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's crazy, and you know, you even have conversations with, with certain people. And like, I was, I was in this space mentally, and um, they'll be like, "Oh, I, I didn't know, I, you know, I didn't know what you was, I didn't know what you was going through. I just knew you was. I seemed like you was tripping, like you know what I'm saying. We, niggas, we talk to each other, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a learning experience, man. Like, that you just kind of have to figure stuff out and take take a while if you ain't want to talk to nobody. But I think as a culture, that's something that we struggle with. Like, we can't let people see, like, when we're going through a hard time because we think that people see us in a certain manner. Mm-hmm. And so because I don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be, yeah. like, I can't tell nobody I'm struggling. I got to kind of deal with it on my own. Yeah, but just the thing about it is if we're supposed to be like a community, 
because a lot of us go through a, some similar situations where you can help pull somebody out of it, but you got to be willing to communicate that you're going through something too. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, because I know a lot of women um, struggle with like postpartum depression. Right. And right. you wouldn't know that, you know, because you don't really speak about it, especially in the black community. But it's so many mothers that can come together. And like have those discussions like what did you do to pull yourself out of postpartum depression? But you know, in the black community, you gotta. It's yeah, almost like this stigmatism. Like, I can't tell nobody I'm struggling. I can't tell nobody I'm going through nothing. Like, I gotta look strong all the time, and yeah. that's not realistic. Right. Like, that's right. just definitely not realistic. And just even outside of postpartum depression, like people struggling with finances. Like, you don't want nobody know that you, you know, you broke because oh, yeah. you going through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Depressed yeah. or, yeah, you know, having anxiety. Preaches to the choir right. now. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't want people to know that we're going through that. And essentially, I think, I, I honestly feel like it's something that we've all dealt with, whether it's now or in our past life or something that we're going to deal with. It's something that I think we come across in this lifetime. No, nah, I, I think that's a fact because, like, you talk about finance and, you know, working in the investing space, it's like, I, I talk to a lot of white people, you know what I'm saying? But when I talk to people that are black, I can hear in their voices sometimes that I really want to do this, but I, like, I can't. And I can't wrap my mind around how I get to the point to where I can, you know what I'm saying, actually start investing in you know, getting the type of returns that I want to get. And I'm like, and for me, that's where it's like, let me share my story and tell you, like, I'm not like some college educated, you know, even though I have a degree now, it's like, I'm not, I'm not that, you know what I'm saying? I, when I was, came to the industry, I had zero knowledge. Like, I was telling the people in my, in my interview, I said it like five, six times. I was like, now, y'all know I've never done this before, right? And they were like, like it was, at a certain point, they like start laughing. They were like, nah, man, we can we can teach you this if you want to learn. And so it's like I think that's why I got into the financial literacy thing with with this podcast and just in general because it was like the community needs to know that you actually don't need a lot. It's just a matter of taking what you have and being wiser with it because we've got a lot of external pressures um, and internal pressures more so really that you start feeling like you're supposed to be further along you're supposed to be doing x y and z you can see other people doing whatever especially through social media and instagram and all that you mm-hmm. see people posting pictures of, you know being on trips uh, you know just whatever and it's like bro, bro, you don't know how they you don't know what their financial stance is like what they saved, how long they waited or to go on this. Or if they falling on the budget. Or <laughs> if they falling on the budget, or if they not budget. doing it themselves. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a few, it's a few of them out there that, you know, them, them trips, you know. They finance. Yeah, they finance, you know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those things where it's like you can't be letting that kind of stuff get to you. And now the stuff that really matters, like, Managing your money wisely is what suffers at the hands of you going to Turks. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of stuff, or you buying some sort of bag that you really can't afford. And it was it's just been interesting to think about just that that journey that I've been on 
uh, talking to you like these different cats, you know what I'm saying? That just got like, money, money. Like, I, I'll never forget, man. I seen a dude that had um, 400, 499, <laughs> 999, you know, it was half a billion. And I was like, and like, as I'm talking to him, I'm just like shook. But as I'm like hearing him hearing him talk and hearing the type of things he's talking about, he he was he was there over there chilling. I mean obviously chilling, you got that much money, but some of these people are not chilling. And he was like, yo, I'm I work hard, I did X, Y, and Z, I sacrifice. Like that was the, the one thing that I see so commonly. With, with with people in that stature is how much they sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? Like even even white people, they'll talk about how much they gave up. You know what I'm saying? Like the Warren Buffett, the dude from Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg, he wear I think he wear like a black t shirt and some jeans, like some Wrangler jeans or something every day. He just got several pairs of them. But you know what I'm saying? That simplicity keeps you in a certain space, keeps you in a certain routine. And uh, I think Elon Musk was talking about how you you cut down the noise around you so that you can, you know what I'm saying, focus. And I feel like mentally for us, we deal with so much nonsense from the world, from uh, internally, that it's just it's sometimes it's hard to even get to that point. So that's why I wanted to, you know, have you on and kind of talk about mental health because I felt like it's an important conversation, not just for the black community, but like for the, for like the financial community as well. Because like you can't even get to the, you can't even get to the money if you worried about, you know what I'm saying, all this other stuff. Or if your if your mind ain't right, and that was like the first episode or two that I did was just talking about like your mentality. I guess it starts there. Any book that you read is gonna say the same thing. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, again, like I said, it was important for me to have somebody on here who actually, you know, I, I can talk a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's important for somebody me to actually specializes in this area. So I wanted to go ahead and let me let me introduce you real quick. Do you do you got like a stage name? No. What do you <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't, I go by my government. <laughs> so you want to use you want to use the whole the whole government, or you want to use a nickname? What you want me to do? No, First name, last name. Her, her go by Renee Henderson. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, got Renee Henderson with me. Uh, this is episode thirty something. Thirty. 35 some okay, it's okay. something like that I'm, I'm chugging along <laughs> but but yeah why don't you talk a little bit about yourself tell people what you do you okay. know so uh, my name is Brene um, I am a crisis program manager for a women's treatment facility it's 25 days in length um, we Facilitate about four to five hours of psychoeducation groups. We help with medication management and things like that. Just trying to get women um, out of that crisis, whether they're feeling suicidal, you know, whether they're they're pre- depressed, um, they're struggling with their anxiety. We try to help provide tools so that they can manage um, their mental health symptoms 
I'm also a student at Liberty University getting my master's in mental health counseling. So I do that as well. And I also um, have a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Inspire Her. Um, just to honor and empower and respect of women and just yourself in general. Just making sure that we are meant, that we are healthy mentally, emotionally, and physically. Because I think um, as far as like being healthy, that's, that contains all three. Like mm-hmm. It's good to be physically healthy and emotionally healthy and mentally healthy in order to just, you know, be able to survive in this thing we call life. Man. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Yeah, mentally, shoot, you, you don't really have time to be thinking about no money. If when you first thing you wake up in the morning, you think about whether or not you want to live or not, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And suicide is one of, is a, I think, I know for 2020, it was one of the highest, um, like, it was one of the highest rates. Like, it was at, it was high as far as, like, COVID was taking lives, but people were also taking their own lives, let me say that. So, a lot of people, you can be, have all the money in the world and still kill yourself. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's having money is one thing, but if you are still struggling mentally, like, all that does not matter. Mm-hmm. Like. You can pay, be able to pay for any everything, and I know some people are struggling with finances. But once you get that money, how how are you still mentally? How are your relationships? How do you communicate yeah. when you're going through things, or you know you're dealing with things? How do you cope? Because you know we all deal with things differently. Mm-hmm. Nobody deals with things the same, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and we all process things differently. So you can go through a certain situation; it don't affect you. Mm-hmm. I can go through the same situation and it affects me totally different. Totally different. Yeah. So. Yeah. Straight up, man. Nah, like I said, it for me, you know, just like you start dealing with um like traumatic situations or whatever, you just fall like I, well, not you, but I just fall like alright. I'm gonna chill back here because everything that's going on up here is nuts. And I don't know if I can deal with it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's crazy. Just like the stigma around mental health is that you gotta be like you crazy, and there is different like stages of mental health. Like you know, people can be psychotic, mm-hmm. you know, where they're hearing and seeing things. Mm-hmm. Some people are just depressed, where they have they just always sad all the time. Yeah, and people deal with depression differently. Some people, you know, they sleep a lot. Some people have insomnia. Some people eat too much. Some people don't eat. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I said we process things differently. And, like, anxiety, like, there's social anxiety. You know, people can't be in certain settings. Like, you know, some people just experience anxiety in the lonesome of their, like, of their own home and mm-hmm. being by themselves and just constantly worrying about things. So right. there's so many different, like, different things that contain into mental health that I think, a lot of people just, you know, it's it's hard to grasp sometimes if you don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. But I really think that it's something that everybody deals with. Whether we speak on it or not, there's everybody deals with their mental health. Like I'm pretty sure we all done had somebody that we knew that passed away. We all deal with grief differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody grieves differently. Like, you know, how how you deal with that situation is, you know, it's very important. Like if you shove it down and don't deal with it, you may end up getting to a point where you 
just go off mm-hmm. because you held it and you tried to compress it down for so long. Mm-hmm. And some people, they deal with it and it's constantly on their mind and they don't ever really just process it out. And I think that's why where like in certain situations, not saying you got to go to therapy for everything, but if there's things that you don't know how to handle, mm-hmm. that's why therapy is good because it gives you that that leeway or that, you know, that place or you can let out your emotions, or you don't got people that you can talk to, mm-hmm. or some people, you know, they give themselves so much that they don't get nothing back, mm-hmm. and they need time for them. That's why self care is important. Like yeah. you give and you give to other people, but you don't give them to yourself. Mm-hmm. You get tired, you emotionally drained. Like yeah. it's a lot of different aspects of mental health that we can go into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I can tell from when you're going. Yeah, you're going. So let me let me ask you this then. So what was the the moment where you first was kind of like, it, mental health is is something I, I care about and actually want to participate in building people's mental health. So to be honest, I did not go to school. I did not get my bachelor's degree in this. I was uh, I got my bachelor's in health science. Mm-hmm. So I thought I wanted to be a nurse at one point. Okay. But that wasn't it. So um, I actually have an aunt that is schizophrenic bipolar. Um, and I remember we were young. I remember her. She was going through an episode. At this time, I didn't know that this was an episode. I know this now. Right. Um, right. But seeing her just... She was not herself. I had never seen her like this. She was really angry. My aunt, not aunt, my my mom and my uncle um, were at the house, and my uncle brought her over. They were like trying to get her to go to the hospital because she was going through an episode and just take off walking and right. walking. I mean, not yeah. just so. I mean, like on the freeway walking kind of stuff. And so I remember they was trying to get get her to go admit herself she was just like no tone of voice was different everything was different and so i remember this happening my mom was like you know y'all go to the back y'all need to see how this happened yeah. but i just remember her being in a just like a total different person so that situation always stuck with me just as far as like i, I didn't know what was wrong with her mm-hmm. and like after a while you know parents finally you know told us what was going on but i think in the black community it's like what stays in this what happens in this house stays in this house you know so you can't never really like yeah. tell nobody what happened mm-hmm. and like what's going on because yeah. you like I ain't, we can't tell our business. Right. So at that when that happened, like I said, it stuck with me. And then I graduated from SFA and I was just like, I did not know what I was gonna do with my degree. I had no idea. Then I had a friend that was like, I think you would be good at, you know, like um of being a qualified mental health professional. I was like I mean, you know, I'll give it a try. Like, <laughs> I I got a day, I got a degree. They said that it requires a degree. Let me check it out. So I started at the Women's Crisis Unit as a qualified mental health professional. And so as I began to work there, and I just, like, the range of ages of women that come in there, like, we start at 18. You get people in there that's 18. You know, you get old women that's like 67. And, like, when I get when I was getting people in there, it was my age, and I'm like, they was going. I mean, going through it. Like I would be thinking that I was dealing with some stuff, and I was like, oh, my problems don't don't compare to this. Like, and so yeah. being able to like provide like groups over like coping skills, mental health education. Like, I just I, I begin to see how bad 
the black community was in mental health like like how it's not talked about how you hear about people killing themselves and like even when I got in the field prior to that it, it wasn't it was rarely spoke about like what's your anxiety like what's depression like never heard those things growing up so that's what inspired me because I knew once I got in the field and I understood what happened back when I was a kid I was like oh that's what that was it's real out here <laughs> that's, that's what that was yeah. and like looking back on that situation I even realized how that wasn't even really explained thoroughly and just sitting and talking about you know sitting in that in, the, in my job and I was just getting, getting so much knowledge on mental health and even working on my own mental health it helped it that inspired me to want to um, tear down the stigma of mental health in the black community because I just feel like that's not stuff that we talk about. Like, no, it's not, not stuff that we talk about at all. So that's where my uh, growth came in that. And then, like, as I continued in the profession, I was like, it's not a lot of black therapists either. Like, black people don't. Mm. I really think that we struggle with talking to white people about things because you ain't going to understand the type of stuff that we go through. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, our culture is different. So I was like, Hmm, I think I want to be a counselor. I think I want to be a therapist. So that's what made, like I said, working there and just getting that information is what inspired me because I just realized that it's not we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. And there's so many black people hurting. There's so many families that are broken up after, over miscommunication, misunderstandings. And there's so many people struggling in our community with schizophrenia, bipolar, and people don't know how to deal with that or they think, like I said, or they think you either have to be like on that extreme of things mm-hmm. in order to be dealing with mental health. Right, right, right. Yeah, we, I think we do tend to deal with things in extremes. You know what I mean? Like either you poor or you rich. Or either you normal or you crazy. Like it's, it's not a lot of in between and I think the, the part that sucks about our society is that we don't really see them people operating in those like middle ground kind of spaces. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's not many black mental health professionals. Sorry if I'm messing the name up, but um, and same in my space. Like I, I walked in, I walked in the office. Uh, I back up the day before my first day at the office. I had a cat tell me, uh, hang with my pops. He was like, um, when you go in the office tomorrow, he said, I want you to report back to me and tell me how many black people in there. And I was like, I was like, I did. I, I wasn't really even, like, I wasn't thinking about it on as serious of a level, I guess, back then. I was just kind of like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of took it as a given. You know what I'm saying? Like, black people that's not gonna be in here and and they weren't you know what I mean and and I, I let them know and, and all of that but as I was in there and I started to actually function in the space and you start to talk to people on the phone and stuff like that like I'm like oh snap okay it's it's four of us in this building it's hundreds of people in this building and I'm talking to thousands of people on the phone. None of these niggas is black. <laughs> I mean, none of them. Especially the ones with money. Like, 
it's crazy. And this is the kind of, not to say that you can't make good money, you know what I'm saying, in, in these spaces or whatever, but it's, it's so infrequent that we see people that's just doing good. You know what I'm saying? They're just doing all right for themselves. And they they healthy and, you know, this, that, and the third. It's either we seeing people in Africa after people in America or black people in Africa, black people in America after all we seeing Jay and Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? It's such a such a wide gap and there's there's so much middle ground there. Um, and we talk about the middle class in America getting depleted, but that's that's like a whole other like conversation there. I don't, I don't want to take it there. I want to keep it want to keep it right here because this could be like seven hours. But kind of like how we I talked about um, last week, like one thing that we all have in common, white, black, brown, Puerto Rican, is that nobody got to choose who their parents was. So I didn't get right. to choose whether I was born into the rich class, the right. poor class. I was brought into this world and placed in the environment that God chose to give me. Mm-hmm. So I know um, a lot of times we want to compare ourselves to people, but it's like you don't you don't got the same life as them. You weren't yeah. you didn't you don't have the same child development as them. Some mm-hmm. people were born in two parent households, one parent household. Some mm-hmm. people were given up at birth. Some people were you know, taken away from their parents because of foster care, like, you know, and um, the way we grow up and our child development affects how we are as, a, as adults. So I know some people don't want to dive into their childhood, but, you know, that's a lot of reasons on how you, you love, how you communicate. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up in a household where if you made a mistake your mother consoled you or did you grow up in a household where you made a mistake and you were just reprimanded without yeah, any yeah. sort of cause you know how was love in your house like did your parents hug you mm-hmm. did your parents ask you how you were doing like mm-hmm. all those things affects the affect us as adults you know yeah. so having to as an adult being self-aware of those things can help you move forward into cultivating a different mindset however if you don't find no fault or you are not self-aware of how you think you're going to continue to do the same things yeah yeah that's a fact it's you know it's funny you're talking about that i got all these kind of thoughts just coming to my head but like one of the things i'm like i'm so thankful to god for is that like now i hated getting in trouble i hated getting whooping and all that but like whenever my mama would whoop me. She would be like, she would sit me down after. She would, she would like give me a hug, and then she would like really talk to me about what it was that I did and why I was wrong, or you know why it upset her, you know just whatever. And so I was able to kind of, I think as I got older, I could deal with consequences better. Like you know, I was just you know more aware of different things and why a thing was wrong instead of just that it was wrong. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have been abused. Like, yeah, yeah. Whether it's sexually, physically, like I said, you getting hit on, you don't even know what you did. Like, mm-hmm. now, you know, now you traumatized from that. You don't trust people because of that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because your upbringing, like, our upbringing plays a huge part in the way that we respond to things as adults. Yeah, that's a fact, man. My, um, I got a, 
the home girl I was starting to that was a, you know, came two parent, uh, two parent home, that sort of thing. Just talking about like the, just talking about like the dating life, uh, and she was talking about how like the dudes, like you know, different types of dudes that you talk to, and like the different type of experiences, and uh, I guess she was talking to a dude that was like, um, you know. I guess you would think that somebody that came from a two-parent home, like as a as a male, that actually had a father around, it's rare, you know what I'm saying, for us, that they would be different, and and they are. And, in and you ways. would think that, but I, I I also don't want people to feel like if you had a two-parent home that you, that that was good for you because some people grew up in two-parent homes where their parents never showed each other affection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they ne- you you don't really, so you know, don't really like, know what right love looks like. What it looked like, you can yeah. have two parents in the same home. They fighting all the time. They arguing all the time. Mm-hmm. And you, some people think, okay, well that's the way they're supposed that's to be. That's how like, look. People getting beat on. They think yeah, the same thing. right. Parents yeah. getting abused. Like, yeah, it it's crazy. And yeah, so she was uh, you know, talking about that. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, as a, as a dude, right? I can kind of I'm thinking about this. I'm like, okay. Well, just because you have, your, just because your pops is there, right, it don't mean you necessarily um, are going to treat women the right way, right? Like, what if you what if you had a real traditional upbringing, right? Moms is doing cleaning and cooking, especially for our age range, you know, they're a little, the parents can be a little older, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's like, you see this version of a woman and now that you're dating you want that version right now so you don't want to and you don't understand that there was a dating process if they didn't talk to you about that where it looked like x y and z first and then 30 years down the line we got to the point to where we had this understanding you doing I'm, this is what i bring to the table this is what you bring to the table this is how we work together this is how we figure things out you just see the finished product. Right. And you just kind of like, well, that's what I want. So now you're talking to these random chicks. And now you expect, you got to cook for me. You know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like that's even the problem, too. If that's the way that you were raised and that's what you want, I feel like, okay, let's actually sit and have conversations yeah, have about conversation. this. Because I feel yeah. like, I, I am a person of a two, you know, two-parent household. Like, mm-hmm. my yeah, parents yeah. been married for 28 years, and I did see a healthy marriage. Like, you know, I did see a healthy marriage, you know, and I may not know all the logistics of it behind closed doors, right. but from what I could see, it seemed like, and I feel like even some people to this day, like people with divorced parents, they might not want to get married because they've seen their parents go through a, a traumatizing mm-hmm. divorce. And somebody like me who have parents, like, you know, they're still together, they still thriving. Like yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful. You know, like yeah. I'm like I'm optimistic. But no, lit, for somebody who may not have experienced the same things that I've experienced or may not even know how a woman is supposed to be treated in a in a relationship because you never seen your mom be in a healthy relationship with it don't gotta be your daddy, but just anybody. Like mm-hmm. you know, and so I think sometimes you gotta be even you gotta Sit, be able to sit down with a person and be like, okay, no, you did not grow up with this and you don't know what it looked like, but are you willing to learn? Right, right. And and, and you got to know what a healthy relationship, even 
books. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you say, you got to, like, sometimes you learning that, like, on the fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you meet this chick that's, that's lit. And you want to, you know what I'm saying? You want to talk to her, but you don't really understand, like, long-term how, how that looks. Like, you might talk for a chick for a year, two years, and y'all be kicking it, and everything is cool. Then you hit year three or whatever, and you start to get them bump, you hit them bumps in the road, and now you don't really want to deal with it. Everything was all cool for the for the whole time. Now you acting different because we didn't hit this little <laughs> this little road bump, and now you you know what I'm saying? You don't really know how to how to cope with that. So it's, I think there's so many different components though to relationship. One is communication. Like, some people, in the midst of a heated argument, or, like, you got angry, I'm upset, some people like to talk about it then and there. Yeah, some people like to shut down. Yeah, yeah. some people, like, I, I need some space real quick, clear mm-hmm. my thoughts, because if we if we talk about this right now, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? right, right. But that, that's a part of communication, but then also that, like, love language. Like, mm-hmm. we don't all love the same. Yeah. Your love may be shown, and you give gifts, and... Some people might want like time or affirmations or um, actions. Like I like if when you do stuff for me, or, you know. Or mm-hmm. some people like the gifts, but yeah, yeah. Some people, and everybody receives love in a in a different way That's too. A fact. I I never took any of that. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you. Like, but the older I got, I could then see. Okay, oh, there's some legitimacy to that. I can I can see how people love different, cause you can do something for one person just out the kindness of your heart. You can give you know give them a gift or something like that, and they react to it a certain way, and they might get really excited, you know, whatever. They might jump up and down, hug you, whatever. You do a very similar thing for somebody else, and they go, oh man, thank, thank you. Cool. you. And now you feel it like you hurt. It's like, oh, <laughs> and see, that's the same thing. Like, but this with communication. Are you a passive person? Are you assertive? Like, if something bothering you, are you going to directly say it? Mm-hmm. Or if something bothering you, you going to go about it? Like, I'm not going to talk to you for a week. Like, right, right. How am I supposed to know you upset if you you ain't you telling? Say but that person may be like, well. I didn't send you no good morning text, or I, I didn't yeah, talk to you like yeah. you should have known that they I was like. They have all these things right. that they working in their head that you have no, no idea. idea what's going on. I think yeah. that's like communication. I think just like relationships can get very, and I think very sticky. And I know in the beginning stages, like you're just trying to get to know each other, but like you said, after a year or two, mm-hmm. some com- some some deeper conversations need to come about. Yeah, you got to, got to, or y'all gonna when you hit the road bumps. You're going to fall out because you ain't never really had a real conversation with, with people. I think, you know, that was one thing, um, like, for me. I guess because, again, because me and my mother would have those conversations when we hit our own bumps in the road. So, like, having a conversation for me wasn't really, like, a thing. Like, some dudes, they, they have trouble with that, like, conflict resolution and all that kind of stuff. And not to say that when I deal with certain things, especially when I was younger, you might want to get, you know, you might want to scrap a little bit with whoever, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, but, you know, you start maturing and it's like, I, I had this conversation. And even then, when I was younger, I could have 
conversations with people and figure certain things out and just navigate, you know, things a little better just because you're, you have that sort of conditioning, you know what I'm saying? I think, like you said, that's why the traumas that people deal with, the upbringing, the, 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 you know, one-parent home, two-parent home, whatever, is so vital to relationships, mm-hmm. to mental health, to financial stability, to just so many different different factors, man. And it's, it's wild in the black community because a lot of that has just been, like, ripped from us. Mm-hmm. And I think for a man, it's, it can be sometimes even worse because you're taught not to show no feelings, like, don't let nobody see you fold kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when you find yourself in a hard place and you don't know how to express your emotions. So, like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you may find yourself in relations with people or even friendships where mm-hmm. you like, what's going on? And you don't know how to express yourself. Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's like, you were never taught how to express yourself. Right. It's the same thing, like you're saying, with, like, financial literacy. Like, some people were never taught how to save. Like, some people no, were never, like, what's a credit card? What's a mortgage? Like, yeah. Oh, we're taught wrong. Yeah, like, 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 man, this is this is for some reason, this is like a thing in our community is like, in our minds, saving is like money under the mattress, or in a shoebox, or in a safe somewhere. Now, I ain't even gonna lie though. I, I got look. money in a bank account and in this house because the way. Okay, it's looking funny out here. Yeah, I'm like, I, need to, I do need to keep a little tucked away in my house, but I do have right. some in a bank account. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I do both, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, at the same time, like, okay, you, so you got a savings account, like, in, in, you know what I'm saying, in theory, right? But I even, both. I got a real savings account. Well, yeah, even, yeah, even, like, you know, a real savings account. The funny thing is, it's like, now you get to like the next level conversations and it's like really fam the savings account isn't even really that you know what i'm saying it's like what you getting back a nickel a year like you know what i'm saying and it's like that's that's part of the trick right you got that you got a you got a checking account you got a savings account your spending money is here the money that you don't want to spend you need to save for big stuff is is here how much goes in that savings account? How much do you need in a checking account? You know what I'm saying? And then what do you do with the money that doesn't fall in either of those categories? You know what I'm saying? And that's where you get like the, the next level of the investing conversations where we, as a community, we so worried about the money that's in one of these two or in a mattress, we can't get there because these two don't even look right. You know what I'm saying? So they and that we constantly were, you know, negatives, you know, just all kind of stuff. And you got people screwing you over. You know what I'm saying? So you just got all these different levels of just conversations, even in financial literacy, where it's just like, how do you understand that? But do you understand this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk to people all the time, right? Like, their 401ks are just kind of existing. And there's, you know, there's ways you can utilize those. There's things that you can do within them to make them benefit you even more than they already benefit you. You know what I'm saying? Or um, if you got $10,000 in your checking account, you got $5,000 in your checking account, and it's just kind of sitting there. Like, what else could you be doing with that to 
to give you some more money. Or if you've got four or five months of expenses saved up in your savings account, why you? What you? Are you steady? You know what I'm saying? You, I understand you want you want a good savings account, right? For like you really would want a savings account that can last you for years. You know what I'm saying? Theoretically, but you gotta get to the point to where you start saying, okay, you're shifting, not shifting money, but you're shifting the leftover into like investing accounts and you know stuff, things of that nature real estate, you know what I'm saying? Like, them conversations are things we got to have. Right. And I think a lot of times when we come from households where we've struggled for so long, like trying to make ends meet, mm-hmm. and as an adult, if you get to a place where you like, man, I, I've never had to, I didn't have to go through what I went through as a child, like, mm-hmm. you know, struggle meals and doing stuff like that, and you get to that place now you find yourself in the unknown as far as like knowing what to do because like my mom and dad you know they they never we never really had overflow we had Mm -hmm. you know we had just enough you know to make you know and so i know when you get like say if you come out of that you you break the generational curse and like you know you you not having to make ends meet and you got you got that your mindset is 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 a little bit different because of what you went through as a child. Now having right. to develop a new, like not feeling like I'm always struggling. So maybe you be frivolously spending because you ain't never had this much money. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm saying you don't know what to do with it. You don't, yeah, you don't know what what you do, what you want to do with it, what you need to do with it. I, like I think um, for like a lot of people that are our age, you know what I'm saying we we're getting to the point to where or. I mean, I'm a little older, but <laughs> whatever. People, people from our generation, I say it like that, that are like um, your parents, they kind of elevated themselves maybe to a place to where they weren't just struggling anymore. They were, you know, they were maintaining just fine. And because of that, you were able to take it to that next level and at a, but at a younger phase of life, right? So 28, 29, 30 years old, we're at a place where we can be like, like you said, okay, I'm not struggling, really. I can afford a lot of stuff now. I can get, I can have an apartment or a house, or a car, you know what I'm saying, whatever. I can, and I'm good. And I still actually got left over to go chill with, with my friends or do whatever, go take vacations or trips. And it's like, like you said, now what? Now you want to do frivolous spending, but now there's that next that next phase of like, this is how you take it from where your parents were and where they were able to get you or whatever you inspired you to get to where you were at to now a whole a whole generational curse broken in terms of wealth. You know what I'm saying? You get you get to that point. So um, you know, just this important conversation. I feel like mental health obviously it 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 bleeds so much into it. Because you, the, yeah, su- it's the support system now, like in mental health, like some people have people around them that can, I think it's important to have people around you that can build you up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because if you find yourself 
where you where you excelled and you advanced. Yeah, that episode idea. Where you excel and you advance, and nobody around you has done that. You feeling like, uh, who can I confide in? Mm-hmm. And now you're dealing with all this stuff on your own. Right. And, pal- and dealing it, dealing with it internally. Yeah. And you having anxiety about it. You got the it. trust issues. That right. You and it's like, yeah. I've been I've been with this crowd for so long. Like, you know, I've been dealing with them. And maybe they're not at where you are right now. But you need some people around you who are, mm-hmm. who can bring you t- higher to that level. Yeah. And I know sometimes it's hard for us to trust people. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just said, and it's hard for us to, I don't like telling everybody my business, but it's also important that when you do find yourself in a space where nobody around you is, you know, being able to give you that support, that you do find somebody who can help motivate you or you're going to internalize a lot of that on your own and be dealing with all these things, all these things on your own and not have nobody to process this stuff with. Yeah, and you start going the wrong direction. Like I see, you know, I'm sure you see them too, like posts on social media where people are talking about you need to be around people that are going where you're trying to get to and not where, you know, you might have come from. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's that, that same idea or just having people to talk to. You know what I'm saying? Because the people that's either going where you're trying to go or are at where you're trying to get to, they can relate to you in a sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can just have a different type of conversation, right? Like, those people can have, even though we all should be having mental health conversations, those people are sometimes in a place to where they're able to more freely have conversations about non-monetary Right, we you'd be so worried about getting a little bit of money that you can't really stop to think about how do I actually feel right now? You know what I'm saying? And then you get you get to that point, you start being around those type of people, you start having those conversations, and it starts to affect you in a way you can say, Okay, now let me take this to the people that I hate to say it this way, but uh, not under me, but people that I've been around, you know what I'm saying? Let me take this back to them and we have the same type of conversation because these are just life conversations. It's not really money conversations, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these times it's just about mentally getting yourself in this space to where, you know. But can I say this? Yeah. White people will share. They share they will yeah, give you yeah. they will give you all the feedback our culture on the other hand yeah, we'll, keep it. we'll keep it like uh, yeah. i don't really want to tell nobody that same thing with our feelings our emotions we don't want to share that same thing when you doing well you coming on the up like you know, i ain't gonna tell nobody what i yeah. got i'm trying to get this money on my own but the thing about it is we can't service everybody like right, right. i want to be a therapist but i can't I can't therapy everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I can't yeah. give therapy to everybody. Yeah. And it's just simply even getting out of that mindset that if I get some knowledge or I get something like that, I can't share that information. And, you know, because at the end of the day, you giving financial advice, people may not receive from another person like they receive from you. Like right, they may right. be able to understand it from you better than they can from somebody else. Doesn't mean that when you share that knowledge that they're gonna cut you off. Right. And right. you got a you got a certain crowd or people that's supposed to be for you. And that person may have 
a certain genre of people that's supposed to be for them. I think just even getting out of that stigma of that we can't help one another and help build up each other, whether it be financially or mentally, that um, we can, we can, we should be able to cultivate more of a community that, hey, you going through this? Okay, cool. Oh, you know how to do investments? Okay, let me, can you, do you mind mm-hmm. teaching me? Like, and being willing to give that information. Right, right. Like with the, like with Black Wall Street, like they talk about how it was so many different professions in that, you know what I'm saying, in that block where it was just like, okay, you got, you got black doctors, you got therapists or investment bankers or, you know what I'm saying, just all these different kinds of people that are in this area that can help this community do what it needs to do for more of us to to get to this point. And, and like you said, a lot of times, man, sometimes uh, I almost lost my train of thought. But yeah, a lot of times, or in the past at least, I feel like it's a little better now in terms of sharing information. Yeah, it's gotten but, way better because yeah, I think just the, the thing is social media. <laughs> right, right. You got you got so many different people that are out here and you're starting to learn like just because like you were just talking about, just because this person is doing the same thing I'm doing don't mean all these other people is listening to them the same way they're gonna listen to me. Right. It's it's some people that come from where I come from that might not listen to uh, a cat from New York talk about the exact same thing I'm talking about or are able to internalize it the same because they might just simply because they're from New York. Mm-hmm. We don't talk the same. You know what I mean? So it might be something like that that might be um, a niche, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, what you call it. You know, you, you just have all these different people you can reach. You can reach a certain certain person. I think for me, another thing about this podcast is important to have different people functioning in different fields, you know, talk about all this different stuff and just have just regular conversations. And I think it's normalizing it. Like, normalizing those conversations about mm-hmm. mental health. Normalizing conversations about financial. Because, like I said, people do not like for other people to know. Some you know, some people don't care. They'll share all their business. Some people like, ain't nobody finna know that I'm struggling. Ain't nobody finna oh, yeah. know that I got stuff going on. Yeah. I'm broke or something. Like, cause, because of social media as well, mm-hmm. we like to put on this facade like i got everything together everything's fine i got money i'm going here i'm going there and in reality it's not really like that Mm -hmm. yeah no that's it's so important and i another thing that's kind of cool with social media now is you can see people transitioning from when they didn't have to the people that are being authentic i should say some people just pop out and they just got everything you know what i'm saying and you never really saw like with with sports, right? There was a point at which you didn't really know any of the athletes before they were professionals. So you never knew what happened before they got there. But like with YouTube and just, you know, recording games, just whatever, it started getting to the point where I can say, oh, I've seen Derrick Rose or LeBron or, Kobe or just whatever. I've seen them go from here to here to champion to legend to uh, business mogul. Like, you starting to see people's transitions and elevations. Like, uh, that's why I respect Jay-Z so much because you see his, you've seen his entire and Lil Wayne, you just whoever, Drake, whatever. It's like 
you see all these people's just complete path to you know where they're where they're at now, and it's, and it's cool to to be able to actually see that because in the past you might have somebody just see the end result, and because you don't really understand what it took to get there, now you're just trying to go from A to Z. You know what I'm saying, and, and you don't screw yourself over in the long run trying to trying to run. And I think that even with like just on the mental health spectrum of things, if more people have like begin to share like their testimonies on how they came out of the depression mm-hmm. or how they deal with social anxiety or you know you know how they may have went through a time where they felt suicidal mm-hmm. and start normalizing it, I think more people as you know as it continues to to develop and normalize those conversations, the stigma of mental health will break. Like, dang, I didn't realize so many people was dealing with these situations. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there were support groups for this where we can talk and we can I can feel safe or have a community where, where I am feeling down, when I'm feeling like, you know, hopeless that I, there are people who've experienced this. Right. Because I think a lot of times when you, when you feel like nobody can relate, mm-hmm. that's when you keep going down that rabbit hole of, hopelessness feeling dark um because you don't you don't hear about things like that you don't hear about when people say you know i felt suicidal or i wanted to kill myself you, you don't hear a lot about that right, right. And, and you hear more so about the the suicide yeah, like, you know the not end yeah. the end result not not hearing oh how i felt that and i and i've overcome those feelings because and I've, I per se have never felt suicidal, but there has been a time I've been depressed, you know, especially in college. But when people don't talk about what that looks like, it's hard for you to identify or want to um, be vulnerable enough to tell people those feelings. Because you're like, I don't want to seem like I'm crazy. Yeah, I don't want people yeah. to judge me. Yep. But in the event, you, don't, you never know, like even, like I said, telling your testimony can help. Oh, I've been through that too. Let me... Here's some things I think you can try, but yeah, that's a fact. Now again, getting back to those like seeing those extremes, like you see the extreme of somebody just being like or seeming normal, or being suicidal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that that kind of being able to have those conversations, and so you can see that in between. And actually, one of the things that I had written down <laughs> that um, I hadn't gotten to yet was in terms of like our community. I know we talked about not having those conversations, but what do you think is like the biggest roadblock or the biggest impediment to us sort of breaking these stigmas and, and you know, getting to the point to where we can have these discussions? Um, I think successfully. resources, mm-hmm. the lack of resources, um, like the lack of free counseling, because it's not a lot of it. So a lot yeah. of people need help but can't afford it. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know I need help, but I can't afford to go get it. Right, right. Um, and I think, um, like, I love that Taraji has created this platform, like, as as far as a celebrity that shows, I, about that. I am human, yeah, right. I got money, I do all this stuff, but mm-hmm. I am struggling with my mental health. Like, yeah. And start creating these platforms where people are starting to talk about it, and especially yeah. people of color. Because don't get me wrong, a Caucasian person would tell you. I don't kill myself. Well, they would tell you what they're dealing with. But to see people of color like starting to create platforms where they're talking about it, I think is is a wonderful thing. Because 
before like this day and age, like I haven't really seen too many black celebrities talk about their mental health. And That's we we talk about drugs, money, and getting women, but we talk about a lot. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And even lot. in some of these songs, you will hear them talking about being depressed, depressed. but but it's in a way that you can like vibe to it like and not and not even like really realizing like, <laughs> oh, you was going through it. But like, you yeah. know, yeah. creating those platforms where people are talking about. So like I said, with Taraji creating that platform mm-hmm. where she's sitting down and talking about mental health and yeah, yeah. starting to normalize those conversations and even like for people who are in the mental health field you know as a as a black professional i think that with me i was like well i just feel like man i need to hey if this is something that I, i'm interested in let me start creating a platform so people mm-hmm. feel more comfortable with talking about it but like i said even the resources of i know i need counseling but i can't afford it you know what i'm saying i can't afford this so right. until then you just deal with it Right, you deal with it best you can because what else you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So, how do you think, um, I'm sure it's not something that can be resolved, but how do you think we, we kind of come to some sort of middle ground or resolution or something like that? Do you think it's just conversation or... Uh, I like, think until there are more, you know... I think with everything, we want more black professionals in everything, whether it be you, you fixing AC or like you doing finances because, you know, people need that too. Um, And just people, you know, willing to, okay, this is what I'm interested in. Let me begin to provide these services. I think it's like with everything, it it takes time. But I think once we get an understanding of like the things that we need and that's important, I think it can begin to grow. But I think that requires people to step up and speak up. Like even with this podcast, you talking about financial literacy, like, Mm -hmm. you know, bringing that to the forefront, whether, you know, people listen or not, Hey, it's here, it's provided. That's the thing about YouTube. You put your YouTube videos on there all day. People might come across that and be like, dang, I really appreciate this person. But coming in and just mm-hmm. telling it how it is, or coming in and talking about mental health, they're coming in and talking about how they're struggling with anxiety, and I just think it it can it can be resolved, but you know, tough. It's tough, especially yeah, it with mental tough. health. It's tough, like it's like the resource, like the free counseling thing. Like it won't. How many counselors would you have to get to service? How many? You know how many people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd need like a, you'd need like a serious backing, because mm-hmm. uh, nobody want to work for free. You know what I'm saying? They they have to pay for their educations, and you paying for your education and stuff and like I that. And I think, like so, I said, as we begin to normalize the conversation, then you can start to build support groups. Right, right. Which that can be a resource too. Like, okay, mm-hmm. no. We don't have a therapist, but we can sit and we can all collaborate with one another yeah, and get this stuff yeah. off our chest and just begin doing that, working smallly in that. Just like I said, when you start normalizing the conversation and begin um, creating those connections with different people, like, oh, okay, I know a person who can, you know, oh, you're dealing with depression? Oh, let me send you out to my homegirl. Maybe we can go over there and have dinner or lunch. Mm-hmm. And then just start cultivating different um, communities yeah. like that. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. We, I think... As a community, we really did not start having just more conversations amongst normal people, not just like on a mm-hmm. on a high level. Like it's like you know, Taraji's platform is cool, but we need more 
people that's like just normal people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not celebrities that are, you know, doing certain things, but that's going to take, you know, obviously the, it's going to take the, the finances and the, the And it takes vulnerability to too. Together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Willing to a, be vulnerable. That's a fact. And willing to be open. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I, and I think sometimes we can even just start within our families. Yeah. Families be so broken up. You got drama on this side of family, this side of family. Y'all ain't been talking to each other for years. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, I, I understand. That's the same mentality I have with this whole thing. It's like you start, you start in your circle. Like where you at? You try to help as many people in your circle as you can, and then as you help those people, it just builds out they tell somebody you know whatever and now you help them multiple people you know what i'm saying and now y'all are having these um small groups or just you know just whatever and just having these conversations and just making things more normal than we just talking about money cars you know Oh, big, going big out to the club drinking yeah. like it's more to life than that it's more to life than all that some people that. just you know um, whether we realize it or not some people are drinking their problems away to suppress mm. them some people are smoking weed smoking problems, and smoking yeah. their problems away you know um, or like sleeping their problems away you, you oh, yeah. not getting nothing done because you, you sleep, just sleep eat shoot work mm-hmm. whatever it can all be used to to suppress to, to what cope. you're really dealing with. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's interesting, man, as a, like, just as an experiment. And anybody listening, I, I challenge you to, to do this sometimes. I do this myself personally. Just turn everything off and just be in your own. Like, some people call it meditating, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it. But it's just silence because it's too, especially with the cell phone and TV laptop you know you have so much stuff going on constantly that sometimes you don't even stop to really think about any of this but to me it's a it's a good challenge to just kind of turn everything off and just kind of sit and think and, and see what happens to yourself like when you're in your own thoughts like are you sad like is that the first place that you go or do you motivate you try to motivate yourself to do something or think about something productive or you know what what happens you know what i'm saying because to me i can i can tell a lot about myself when everything is off and i'm just sitting there and it's quiet and I'm, I'm in my own thoughts and i'm just thinking about just life like where it said like sometimes i just get thankful like even like with this i feel like it was so it's so important for me to show like where things start from versus where I, you know, I believe things are going to end up. But, yeah, just taking those moments, you know what I'm saying, to really reflect. Like I said, sometimes I just get, I just get thankful, like, for where I'm at right now. I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm really in this spot at, at, you know what I'm saying, 30 years old, where it's like, or 31 years old, where it's like, uh, yo, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm I'm chilling. Like I'm I'm, I'm pretty good actually. Like I'm, I don't I don't have any I don't have any kids. Like let's you know not no shots at anybody that does have any kids. But I don't have any kids. Like 
car paid off. I, I, I got to get a job. Even though, I, you know, I might want to find a little something else to do. Um, I, got a, I got a good job. It pays well. Um, I can afford most things that I, that I want to get in life, uh, to a certain extent anyway. And, and I'm in a place to where I'm really starting to understand, like, finances and um, you know what I mean? And, and all of that, it's like I, sometimes I just get real thankful, you know what I'm saying, when I'm in those in those zones. And sometimes I'm not thankful at all. <laughs> like sometimes I'm sitting there like, damn, man, I hate this job. <laughs> like, and that, that'd be like the one thing that i just be just be on my mind. And then, you know, in the training of the mind, you start being like, okay, well, now how do you get yourself to a place to where that, you don't have to think that no more. You don't have to think, I don't like this job. You can start thinking, okay, I, I like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm, it's just helping me build towards this, you know what I'm saying? Or what can I, what else can I do maybe at this, um, at this firm that maybe I wasn't doing before, you know, maybe there's a different role that I can get to. Just, you know, just starting to venture out a little more. Um, and this, obviously, uh, hopefully, you know, it takes off and um, it can provide that sort of stability where I don't have to do this, you know, anymore. But it's like, that's a process, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it takes a minute to get there. And I think even in, like, doing that, like you said, that meditation, if you begin to notice that my last five or six days of meditation, I've been still stuck in this same frame of mind, what can I do different to change it? Because I think sometimes even taking a break from social media and not mm -hmm. seeing what other people are doing and, and it's making you feel less than, I might need to take a break from that. Right. I might need to pick up a book and um, circulate some different thoughts in my mind. I might need to listen to a podcast. I might need to watch a YouTube video and set aside, set, a top, set aside some time in the day for me to learn something new or, you know, or like I said, not focus on the negative thoughts. Okay, I got, I've been, I've been noticing that. Man, I've been thinking about, you know, I have not been in a good headspace. Mm -hmm. So, realizing, I think the, the first part of that is self-awareness of realizing that I've been in this constant mindset. And then once you're stuck, like I said like earlier, the first step is being self-aware. Because if you don't, if you're not aware that it's a problem, then nothing's going to change. So when you find yourself in that mindset, like, man, like, nothing ain't going right. I can't seem to find anything to be grateful about. I can't seem to find the good or the positive in the day. There's something else I need to do. There's something else I need to do. Whether that is find a workout group or find somebody or go on a diet or whatever the case may be because our health as far as physically can also impact our mental health, you know? Mm -hmm. So eating junk food or eating sugary food can make you feel sluggish, you know? Yeah, yeah, and even yeah. changing some of our habits so that we can find ourselves in a better mental space, whether that's cleaning up your apartment because sometimes we live in clutter and we wonder why yeah. our mind can't get right just because, hey, maybe you need to straighten up some things, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Maybe, like I said, you on social media and you see such and such just got a new apartment. You see such and such in, in a relationship. Such and such has got married. Like, you know, got married or had a baby and you comparing yourself yeah. to the people that you see that on social media 
And now you find yourself doubting yourself, self-loathing, and doing different things like that and just find a new routine. But again, that starts with you noticing that I'm not in my right frame of mind, you know? Nah, that's a, that's big. That's important, man. Cause yeah, that comparison um, that'll that'll take you to some places, man. Shoot, I it, it be happening to me. I ain't even gonna lie. It's you know you start look you start because I'm on social media a lot because just gotta have to be responding to comments and or trying to be interactive on other pages and stuff like that. Especially with the people that's doing what I'm doing that are at where I'm trying to get to already, and you start to think like, damn. Like, am I doing it? Yeah, what am I Because yeah. they just constantly, like, just reeling out content, and it's like, it's like, damn, they upload, like, ten times a day. Like, I'm struggling to do one. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, is this, you start having them, them thoughts, it's like, okay, I don't know. But, I think there's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of twofold. Like, everybody comes to that point, that challenge, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're going to step up to the plate and keep pushing or, you know, whether you're going to fold in a sense and, uh, you know, stop and do something else, man. But, yeah, comparison, that'll trip you up. You sit around just, they sit self-loathing. Next thing you know, everything around you dirty, bank account funny, mental health funny, you're in pain all the time. You know, just all kind of stuff. Like I, I was, uh, I, remember if I, I don't remember if I read this somewhere, if I heard it somewhere, but they were, like you were talking about your house being cluttered, and they were talking about your, the state of your house is like a, a representation of what's happening in your mind. Mm-hmm. Like your house is real cluttered and dirty, then, you know what I'm saying? Or and, if it's real clean. And that's the same thing with the people you around. You around people that all, they always complaining. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like it, it's always something wrong. Like, and that, no motivation. Y'all sit around and, and there's no positive right. conversation. Now you, how, how are you supposed to think different if that's all that you around and that you, now you find yourself complaining all the time and talking about people and what other people got and this, this, and that. Yeah. And now you in a cycle of things because you don't recognize that it's a problem. Because like I said, if you you don't recognize that it's a problem, it's just going to continue to be there. Mm -hmm. Because everybody can tell you, you know, I think this is going on, this is going on, you know. And you don't, you're not receptive of it. Right, right. And you don't see a problem with it, then nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. And that's why it's good to have a good support system around you too, because when you do find yourself in this and people and the people around you really care about you, like, hey man, you good? Like, mm-hmm. I've been noticing something different about you. I noticed that you fell back. I noticed that we don't kick it like we used to. Yeah, like, what's going yeah. on? Straight and up. even, and even up. then, that might even trigger some of your brain. Like, maybe I am going through something right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's taking. The people around me for for them to be like something mm. is are you okay and although yeah. you may deny it you know that still will resonate in your mind like mm-hmm. I, I do got some things to going. plant that little seed mm-hmm. it's like I do feel different you know what mm-hmm. I mean like I I am processing you know certain things different like if you might come out of 
uh, out of a bad break breakup or something like that, you might start being real sensitive to you know just different things that that somebody might do or somebody might say to you. You know, sometimes you just need to take a break. You know what I mean, same thing with just shutting down for a minute and just kind of again self self assessing, trying to become more self aware. And that's really for me. That's all that's about is just trying to be aware of you know what my mind is doing when nothing else is happening you know it's just a lot of different stuff man like as i'm i'm getting old i'm i'm sitting here and like when i'm i'm doing it, i'm like yo fam you gotta keep working out bro you gotta go a little harder with working out like, you can't get to the point where now you're 40 and you're still saying the same thing bro i'm working out Brown workout. Or you um you get to working out, you going hard, oh, then you can stop. And sometimes if you can't do it on your own, so I need an accountability partner. Support group, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Same thing. Like, hey, like I'm struggling with holding myself accountable. Can you you know, can mm-hmm. we can we hold each other accountable? What are some things you want me to hold you accountable for? Having that person. Because I know a lot of people I don't need no friend. I don't want no friends. Like it's the wildest thing I've been hearing. You don't? You, you sure? Yeah, it's like, the wildest thing I've been. I don't need nobody. Really? Why do you think that? Like, <laughs> like, why would you feel that way? And like, yeah. granted, there has been times that I feel like that. Like I don't need nobody, but you can't do it on your own. Can't. You can't. Like they say, it takes a village. It literally does. Like yeah. whether it's with kids or just like with your own self, like having a good support system, having friends that you can go to and vent to. Like it's. Watch the company you keep. Like, you know, every time you bring up a deal, uh, um, a new idea or something, and you got that friend, like, I don't think that's going to work. That just tore everything that you had. Quit. Thinking down, you just quit. Like, quit. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, watching the company that you keep. But also, taking the time to self-reflect. So, like you were saying, like, um, I encourage everybody to start, your, start their day with something that you're grateful for. And then, doing a self-affirmation. What do you give your, you know, then... After you do the affirmation, what do you give yourself permission to do for that day? You know, I, whether it's I give myself permission to relax, I give myself permission to enjoy the day, mm-hmm. seize the day, or whatever the case may be. Just utilizing that in the beginning of the day, I'm grateful for waking up. I affirm that today will be a good day. And you're speaking those things into the atmosphere because we don't realize we got to watch what we say. Sometimes you cultivate the world around you with your words. You wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, today's going to be terrible. You already done set the tone. Yeah, life and, de- <laughs> life and death on the power of tongue, man. And now yeah, and now everything is just, you wake up, you woke up late, you ain't get your coffee, and then everything around you, you just mm-hmm. find reason for it to be a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I Instead yeah. of just, like, being like, you know, like, yeah. okay, yeah, I did wake up late. But I'm going I'm to shake this off and I'm going to make the best out of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, not focusing on the negative of, of things. Because if we focus on the negative, it's so easy to focus on the negative. It's so easy to do that. Like, yeah. like yeah. you can pinpoint all the negatives. Oh, yeah, I can go down. I can go down <laughs> quickly. <laughs> but when it's a hard day and you're trying to be positive, like, that can be hard, but it's so much more rewarding. Useful. Yeah. Yeah, it's rewarding. Yeah, that's a good word. For yourself, like not for anybody else, but for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like whether that be like I know for me, I deal with people a lot. So I love having alone time. Because that gives me time, like you said, to just think about my thoughts, think about how am I feeling today? Mm-hmm. I've been around all these people, I've been servicing people, I've been giving to people, 
how do I feel at the end of all this? Yeah, no, I, um, I, I think one thing I found found out about myself is I'm not as much of a as a, a people person as I, as I thought I was, uh, or maybe as I used to be. Like maybe when I was younger, like I, are you saying I, I work in a profession where you just I'm talking to people constantly, and I'm listening to them talk about their problems. You know what I'm saying? Whether that be financially or you know talk to a dude uh not too long ago that his wife died his, his mother died like all like in the span of two weeks or something like that and i'm like i'm like yeah man like i don't want to hear that like no you know what i'm saying no disrespect or i'm not being insensitive but i don't want to hear this like this is like too much and that's a good point that you bring up. Um, I think boundaries is another part of mental health. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we be taking on all this stuff with our friends and your friends telling you this and you don't got the mental capacity to, to deal be with dealing it. with they stuff. And I say you dealing with it, but to be hearing all they stuff and still trying to deal with your own stuff. And it's sometimes mm-hmm. telling people like, hey, I-, I hear you and I understand that you're going through all of these things and I hate that you're going through all these things. But right now, yeah. I'm going through things, too, and I, I just don't have the... And I think that's hard for people to say because you yeah. don't want to be the bad guy. And for people to hear. Yeah. yeah. But you you got to be, you know, respectful of, on both ends. Like, hey, I think maybe, like, this may be something that you want to talk to somebody else about. And, right. You know? Right. And, and I know for me, personally, um, I'm a firm believer in God. Mm-hmm. So I take a lot of things up in prayer. And I talked to God like he might be, God, today was not a good day. Mm-hmm. Like, these employees on my job is mm-hmm. it's just working my nerve. Because I know in the field that I work in, I don't want to, I share, you know, stories with everybody. But everybody not going to understand the type of work that I do. Like, you talked about mm-hmm. hearing about death. Like, I be hearing about people getting raped. I be hearing mm-hmm. about people abusing drugs, yeah. sleeping on the streets. Like, that. that's a lot. And. And I know what I'm. I know that I've decided to be in that. Mm-hmm. I know that, and that's something yeah, that I'm okay with hearing. Yeah, but I also yeah. have to take the time for myself mm-hmm. and step away from my job so that I'm able to give to those people mm-hmm. and not hold on to their stories and try to deal with my stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I think it's very important to find some grounding techniques as well too. Mm-hmm. Something that you can ground yourself in. Whether that be, you know, deep breathing techniques or just sitting in the room and noticing, okay, it's a yellow rug here. And just how many, you know, list five things in in the room and just taking that time to ground myself outside of my head Mm -hmm. so that, you know, I can find some peace. And like I said, for me, I know being, being grounded in the word of God and meditating and dealing in that helps me every day get through mm-hmm. what I'm dealing with to be able to um, give back to people and also help stabilize my own mental health because mm-hmm. when you dealing with your own stuff and having to deal with other people's stuff, it can get overwhelming. Oh yeah, no, I, you know, I'll be, like you say, talking to God, I'll be sitting there, I'll be like, hey man, God, this nigga right here Something else. I'm slitting his throat. Get him away from me. (laughs) It's just funny, man. But I I think to have that relationship with God, man, is is important. You know, for me, you know, obviously for you as well. But it's just like, hey, man, if I can't take X, Y, and Z 
to anybody else. I'm going to take it up here. And if nothing else, I got it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it's even more than dealing with people. If you're feeling like, man, I feel like I just can't get out of this space that I'm in. Like, I know a lot of people have dreams and goals. It's like, man, I keep trying to get there. And it's just like, it's seeming like I can't do it. What am I doing wrong? Like, you know, like, I want to have all this money. I want to have friends. I want my family to be, Mm -hmm. you know, together. I want marriage. You know, whatever it is, like. It doesn't necessarily have to be doing. People can be like you. You just struggling with your own mm-hmm. self worth and self will. Right, right. What's my purpose? Like some people struggling. Like what am I supposed to be doing? Like I, I don't like this job, but I can't get rid of it. Like what? What am I supposed mm. to be doing with my life? You know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. feeling like, like you can't do nothing right. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, and it's like, and 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 that right there is is it's hard. Like. What can I do right? Or you feel like everything that you're doing is, is going wrong mm-hmm. and trying to trying to figure out life. You know what right, I'm saying? Like, Because right. for the people who don't, like, I am grateful and thankful to have a family that I can go into providing. Like, hearing some of these stories about these ladies, like, you have no support. You have no mm-hmm. friends. You, you're not grounded in anything. I can't imagine how life, how hard life how hard is. Yeah. That's so important, man. Like you said, start off today trying to be or taking time out today to be thankful or acknowledge the good because, because man, you know, even though I said, you know, about to do, like, I, I don't want to hear that. Like, it also gave me a lot of perspective. And, like, here I am sitting, you know, worrying about getting my post up for the day and how I hate social media, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, this dude's really dealing with life, man. Shut up. Like, <laughs> like, people be really dealing with, it look like you were saying, you you know, talking to homeless people and people living on the streets and death here and there and people commit suicide. And, all, and you've accepted that that's the life or the people that you're going to be, you know, dealing with or that's the things that they're going to be putting on you, um, in a sense. But it, it gives me reason to be thankful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 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 it, like, I feel like I would be tripping about stuff, and I'd be like, I could also be in their shoes. I could be dealing with this. Mm-hmm. So, let let me find. Let me put. Let me give myself some grace, because I think a lot of times we're very hard on ourselves, and we're not in the positions that we want to be in. That's why we set goals for ourselves, but they got to be reasonable. And when you don't get to that goal. When you want, when you when you intend to, don't be hard on yourself. Like, okay, no, I did not get there, mm-hmm. but I can turn it around because I know that's kind of that can be somewhere where depression comes in. Like, mm-hmm. dang, I still ain't where I'm supposed to be at. Like, mm-hmm. I was supposed to do this months ago. I still ain't there. Okay, maybe the goal was too big. Let's right. let's minimize it. Right. Like, and one of the episodes that I've got planned coming up is like um, the the concept of goal setting and the fact that it's funny you mention that like when you're setting goals right it's cool to set a goal that might be what you might deem as far out you know what I'm saying like you know you want to be a millionaire cool but it's also important to break that down so that you don't end up in these spaces where you're just constantly thinking like damn all year done passed I ain't got a million yet 
Like, <laughs> you like, yeah, man, what's, what's going on? But it's important to break those things down. And one of the books I'm reading is, is kind of talking about that that process. Because I'm not somebody, I wouldn't call myself like a, a good goal set. I'm really good at being a big thinker. I'm very good at it. But or coming up with like some sort of big concept, you know what I'm saying? Or some overarching goal. But like the process of making that happen is something I'm not very good at. So like even with this with this podcasting thing, like I know where I would like it to be, but not in, it wasn't until I did it and I started listening to more podcasts and like beginning level podcasts and um or I would say it like this. It wasn't until I saw a podcast go from nothing to something that I was actually starting being like, okay, there are steps to this, right? Because at first when I was listening to podcasts, these were like made dudes, just, you know, making, just so happened to be talking and stuff like that. Like I was listening to um, a Joe Budden podcast for a while, and he's Joe Budden, like he's a, you know, a famous rapper, you know, even if he's like a, not a super successful rapper or whatever, <laughs> he's a, he's like a made dude. And so, you know, listening to this other stuff and all these other people, like I listen to, um, you know, sports podcast, Stephen A. Smith and all that kind of stuff. But these are, he's a made dude, you know what I'm saying? So it's, you get a jaded experience and think, you know, you have to be at exposition to, do that thing how they're doing it and it's like and I guess with podcasts are now becoming more of a thing too it's like you you kind of get to see people going from A to B to C to D all the way to you know maybe not Z but you know wherever they are at at the moment and and so that helped me sort of be like okay yeah let me go ahead and just let me go ahead and just start let me go ahead and just cut the laptop on and, and just start talking and see where things go because you know for whatever reason people listen a little bit i hate my voice but people listen to it for some reason and you know talk to people and they like how you you get pretty good advice i'm like really i don't know what i was talking about i don't know what you got out of that i i was really just saying stuff but um but yeah, so you know, you kind of have this kind of you know natural thing that you begin to like. I'm, I'm sure for you, as you got into it, it kind of became like this. Yeah, oh, like man, I, I, I like enjoy this. talking about it because, but I never, I always try to make people feel like just because I talk about it, don't mean I don't deal with it myself. Because mm-hmm. I get very anxious when it comes to like even my YouTube series. Like I, I overanalyze. I'm overanalyzing. Mm-hmm. So like I, I like the big concept of things too, but I'm mm-hmm. like everything has to be detailed. I'm like so yeah. detail oriented that sometimes even in those details, I overanalyze things. Yeah. And so I know that I can find myself in certain situations and I'm like, I'm thinking too deep in this. Like I've gone from A to Z that quick. Like, mm-hmm. and my anxiety is just like, Oh, and it's just like, so, Hey, slow down, slow down. Let's, mm-hmm. just, let's just go to step one. Yeah. We don't gotta be at, we ain't gotta be, we can be at A. We can yeah, wait for right, Z. Right. Like, and just taking the time on that too. Because I know with me working in the mental health field, like we were just discussing, like I want to do my YouTube series, mm-hmm. but I know when I edit, I I, I overanalyze mm-hmm. and I get anxiety. So now I'm going to have to do it where I pass. Hey, 
this is how I want this done. I'm yeah. giving it to you to do so that yeah. I don't overanalyze it yeah. and cause myself anxiety. Like, oh, it's got to be like this or it's got to yeah. be done in a certain time. So it's also, like I said, being self-aware of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I know that takes time, but being able to sit with yourself in that silence and being able to just mm-hmm. know who you are as a person, it um, helps for your growth. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, like a, if I, if I could capitalize the word, like it's a big fact, <laughs> man, that is, that is so true, man. But look, but I, I want to keep you up on my own. No, I don't want to, I want to keep you too long, but um, so I, I want to like, you know, start by saying thank you. For being willing to come on and do the and do the pod with me, um, first first pod, right? Yeah, first time. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. But um, but no, if you wanna, I don't know if you wanna tell people, you know, where they can find you or contact you if they need. To. I don't know if you're. I'm not. Wanna? I am, but like I said, I took a little break from social media, but I'll be back next month. Okay. Okay. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at b r e n a e l a n i s e Brene Lanise, and my um, Inspire page at i n s i p h e r. Um, and my encouragement to everybody is: life is not a race. So go at your own speed. You know, just get to know yourself from the your past traumas and your hurts and just understand who you are as a person and understand how things make you feel. Understand who you want in your life and the type of people that you want around you, because that is very important with the company that you keep. But also knowing who you are as a person so that you can stand confident in that. So that's my encouragement. I right. thank you for that because you just gave me the clip I'm gonna use for the Instagram <laughs> post. <laughs> I, I, I had to peek down at the clock. I was like, oh, yeah, there we go, right there. You make my job easy now. When I get into the edit, I'm just tap, just throw a little note in there. Now, now at 35, she start giving her bag. <laughs> yeah, that's just my encouragement. I just want people to know, like, understand that we, we all go through things. Mm-hmm. Um, and your struggle is your struggle. Don't ever let anyone minimize what you've been through. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't ever let nobody minimize because that's your story. Mm-hmm. And your st- you the, the one thing that we can't change is the past. But yeah. what we can work on is the future, you know? Yeah. Who do we want to be, you know? We can't change our choices, you know? Like Everybody it says, we have, mm-hmm, we have the, we have the power to choose our choices. Like in our response lies our, a pause in our reaction. Mm-hmm. So we choose how we react to situations. Mm-hmm. So just being mindful of that. Yeah. So you're telling me like when, my, when these calls come through, I need to stop like cussing right before, <laughs> before I press the answer. <laughs> I'm not, if, if that helps you relieve your stress, then you do you. You know what I'm saying? You do you. Because I know before I go to work, I got I have to blast some music because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and deal with these people today. Okay. So what we so what we blasting on the way to the office? I always always got some music because it's gotta okay. be encouraging. Because if be I listen to some uh some yeah, rap, I'll be in there like everybody. <laughs> huh? 
I've been listening to little baby before. I don't and know. Even like in my office when I feel like I am getting overwhelmed in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. like I would close my office door and be like, let me listen to this gospel music because mm-hmm. it's encouraging. Just yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just that encouragement music, like, you know, to get my mind in a more calm place because I'm human too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm human too. And yeah. I be ready to, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, especially like being a manager, like you know, I have to manage employees, but I also have to make sure the clients are taken care of. So mm-hmm. there's like all another yeah, layer of of eyes. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you got to, you got a nice car to show for it. I do, and a nice apartment, you know? <laughs> and you know, you know, I'm able to do what I want to do. You yeah, know? so yeah. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, so. no, for sure, for sure, man. Now this is a uh, definitely gotta be thankful. I'll be thankful. Now that that gave me a little perspective too. Let me. I'm gonna take a moment to relax and think about how grateful I am before I smash out on somebody again. Because you you never know what people are going through. You really don't. And you know your kindness, how your yeah. kindness can just probably change that person's you know whole yeah. day around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I ne- I don't know what you you might be angry because you know. Your husband just hit you, your girlfriend just hit you, or your kids be cussing mm-hmm. you out and acting a fool all day. And me being nice to you might have just like. Changed the whole thing. You might have killed yourself right. or something. Yeah. So I just always encourage to be kind to people. You never know what people are going through. You never know what people are going through. All right, y'all. That was episode number 35 of the Black Wealth Under God podcast. Joined by good friend Brene Henderson. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. No, it's a it's a it's a longer one, uh, but but hey, I think it's a good conversation and, and definitely one that needs to be had more within the black community. So, uh, with that being said, man, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up. You guys enjoy the weekend. I I, I know I, I know I know I, I missed the week. I missed the week. Getting getting these guests squared away. You know, it, it can be a little some some. So uh, we learning, we getting better, and we just gonna keep chugging along, keep. Keep doing what we can do. Stay as consistent as possible. Keep these episodes coming out. Keep getting, uh, like I said, better and better and better. And we're going to do something about these mics, too. I got to give me like some traveling mics or something. I got to do something. Give me a little studio or something. Hey, that's why I need y'all reviews. You know what I'm saying? Because the more the more we feed into it, the, or the more we, we pour into it, the more I'll be able to get out of it and provide better and better content, more quality sounding content for you guys as well. So anyway, let you guys go. Enjoy your weekend. King Breeze, episode number 35, Black Wealth Under God podcast, man. Y'all know how we do. In Jesus' name, peace. <laughs>